Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm Amy, sex educator, somatic sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure product company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom, to pussy praising, to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. It's been a while since we've recorded. It's been a while. We missed you. We missed you so much. Um, let's just say we're recording. Let's just, let's just paint the picture. Okay. So we're in Oregon. We're in Salem, Oregon. And um, we were going to record from our hotel room. But our hotel room, we couldn't check in right away. So we were recording in a car. That's right. In, in, in front of Jesus Christo's place of worship, or do people worship him. <laughs> also known as a church. So we were in the church parking lot. We were recording. We were happy to be together again. We're um, here on a work trip. And then April and I go together to to uh, the Oregon Eclipse Festival, where we will also record from there. So that should be exciting. So tune in next week for that. That might even be a two-part one. We'll see. But you, everyone at the festival is all wide open. They want to talk about sex. So it's going to be really fun. And P.S., if you're not aware of, because I just read a statistic, only 30% of the population is actually interested in seeing this eclipse. That's only a third of us in the US, United States. But this isn't going to, this is like 99 years that you've been able to, like the last time was in 18, whatever, do the math. What is that? <laughs> 1800s. People have, uh, were the last time they were able to see this in like Texas and Kansas. Um, so if you are somewhere on the latitudinal, latitudinal line of Oregon, Idaho, Illinois, uh, you should check out the eclipses at like 1030 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, but you'll be able to see the stars, uh, in like when there's a full solar eclipse. Um, this is like the stuff that magic's made of people. So check it out. Get outside. Look at it. Don't take a picture. Just view it with your own eyes. Take a mental picture. Remember it forever. Note yourself. <laughs> this message is brought to you by Chip. Um, yeah, so we're going to go eclipse it. We're going to teach our erotic empowerment, erotic superstar workshop there. We're really excited because it's going to be a pretty big audience. Um, and that's always fun to teach because that's kind of the premise of our show. The eclipse is on Monday, August 21st. I think at 10 a.m. in Oregon, right? 10.30, yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else? Before we dive in, we just as we always say on our podcast, we want to give you a big old shout-out to how much we'd love you. And if you love us, to invite you to write a review about us, especially if you're on iTunes. It helps to get the message out there, and it helps to promote and grow our show. Uh, and if you're already subscribed to us, all you have to do is go into the search box, research for our podcast, and then from there you can write a review. Because if you're on your the like subscribe page or whatever, I don't even know how to fully describe this, you can't write a review. Review. But it's accessible, so we love you, love you, love you forever if you write a review about us. And I also want to give a quick shout-out. I don't know if this person's going to listen to this, but there's um, someone that I've never met that gave me a Burning Man car pass just because they like our podcast as a gift. So shout-out to this Michael person who is absolutely awesome, and thank you very much. I will now say if we can get my car into Burning Man. We love Man. you, Michael. Woo! Yeah. Okay. So before we go into our sex life update, we have a really exciting show here. This is we have another guest speaker. 
We love our guest speakers, and y'all, all the listeners seem to love them too. Because I mean, I know we're awesome to listen to, <laughs> but it's good to change it up from time to time. Yeah, and right, let's see, we've had Reed Mihako, Charlie Glickman, and now we have a wonderful woman. Are we using your last name? Yes. Okay, Natalie Martin, who will be with us, and we um, are going to do an episode specifically about. Um, let's see, yoni healing, womb healing, expanding your divine feminine, so many things. And we'll get in there. We'll get deep, deep into it. And I have some personal stories to tell you about this, but this is a praise to the divine feminine and not just the divine feminine because this applies to the entire world. And Natalie will explain more about this. Um, as we raise up the divine feminine, feminine, then we can in turn raise up the rest of the beings in the world, the masculine, the everything. So, um, but this is going to be all about yoni healing, womb healing, and um, expanding um, chi, life force, energy through our sensuality and sexuality. So, really excited for that. But before we do that, we have to do a sex life update. And April says that she has a lot to share, so I'm going to let her start. I know. I, do, I kind of do because it's been a while since I've seen you, Amy, and we haven't talked. Usually we have little private sex life updates, and then we share with all y'alls. Um, but, yeah, so I found out recently, a.k.a. Friday, when I got a vaginal swab at the gyno, that I had BV, which is a bacterial vaginitis, because I had, I don't know, a few podcasts ago, I was talking about this, uh, the odor of my vagina kind of changing as I've like recently been in like a monogamous partnership situation where I've actually had semen up inside of me, ejaculate up inside there, marinating, keeping it for later, keeping it, saving it for fermenting. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically. And remember, I was like vasectomy. I thought that nothing came out of there. So I was like, oh, sweet. Nope, stuff comes out of there. And actually, one of my friends wrote me. She's like, I'm so happy that you enlightened me about ejaculate coming out of vasectomy, like penises that have had a vasectomy. I was like, you're welcome. And AARP cards are given after 55. And she was like <laughs> very excited about that. She did not know that either. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep that kind of awesome information coming. But I was in a conversation with one of my girlfriends over this app, Marco Polo. We have like a group. Um, it's just like video live feeds of what you're doing in the day. But um, I was talking about it. I was like, I, I just have this weird vaginal odor. I feel so like not shameful, of course, about my vag, but just like curious about what the hell was going on. So she had she's dealt with BV like for a long time. So she contacted me in a private message and was like, hey, it doesn't always smell fishy when you have BV. She's like, I've had, I've dealt with it a lot. You probably have, you probably have it. Cause I was like, it, it smells like grapefruit and a little bit of lemon <laughs> backing. Um, cause I would taste it after, you know, he'd be going down and be like, let me taste that. Look, kiss me. I want to taste what it tastes like. I'm like citrusy. Mm. So anyway, it was BV and now I'm on this squirt tube antibiotics and I can't drink wine and I'm really sad today. She might still drink the wine. Um, so let's talk about so BV. So it's bacterial vaginosis. And vaginosis. And it's very common, very, very common. And it's actually, technically, you could consider it sexually transmitted, but you wouldn't call it an STI or STD. I was researching and doctors don't know where it comes from. They say it can be like sometimes even um, if women or people that have had the same um, partners for a long period of time will just get it randomly. Um, but a change in partners or if you have multiple partners that you're not using condoms with or sometimes just pregnancy can lead to it as well. But doctors really don't have, there's not enough research involved to know where it comes from. But they call it kind of an STD. Well, it, well in one way that it's, that one of the main ways people are getting it is from having an ejaculate inside of the vagina. And so and it's something about the ejaculate going there, changing the pH of it. And there's the bacteria from the ejaculate that's changing the pH and making it so 
um, the pH changes and therefore this, there can be itchiness or there can be different scents. And we were all just talking about this too. You know, right now you're going through a grapefruit slash like a hint of zesty lemon. Um, and I've had BV before too. And um, my experience with having it in the past is it, it was is one of those things that it would only have a smell when I was having sex and then after it would go away. So it was one of those things I was like, I don't understand. It's not itchy. It's not inflamed. So like I would kind of ignore it. And it just took this, I had this big period of time where I was unsure. And I think I actually had a sexual partner that it scared them away too. Like we never talked about this, but they didn't sleep with me again after that. Well, yeah, that was, I, I personally am really prone to just like knowing the balance of my vagina. So I was really unhappy with like the smell myself personally, like, and especially after the period, periods were coming and going. I was like, what's going on? It's just, it didn't smell bad to me. It just smelled unbalanced. So, um, for all those folks out there that are curious, if, if you're vaginal, you know, if you, typically you get a bit more fluid, um, and an odor and the odor is not necessarily going to be a bad odor. So be mindful if you feel like some, like, um, we were talking to actually uh, a person recently, um, that said they had like a B, like a Beck BV for like nine years. So that's like, I mean, you never know. It's not not going to kill you, but it definitely is something that if you feel like you have an, an an odor that you is atypical to what you normally smell like, I don't like normally, but what you're used to smelling like, you should probably get antibiotics. There's natural ways you can, I'm going to take this, that you can uh, actually treat that and with, like what boric acid, which also kills ants, but just look at it before <laughs> Google it because um, it's there's it's a supplement, and then um, you could use there's um, I used you can shove a clove of garlic up there or femdopolis, which you recommended Amy to me. Um, Femdopolis is a little probiotic that you can actually I mean you can take them orally, but it's much more effective vaginally. And my friend who's a nurse, she's a, like a midwife nurse, said like when we take when we try to take oral anti or sorry oral probiotics the chances of them actually getting to your vagina are like very little of that is actually to get down that we take it orally so actually to put it in as like a supposit vaginal suppository is much more efficient you just want to make sure you find the right ones um fem femdophilus has been a really good one uh apple cider vinegar you can take a little bath in apple cider vinegar like like a few nights or soak a tampoon in coconut oil and then stick it up there but we don't i mean tampoons are tampoons you know Again, so April's talking about she has this grapefruit with a little lemon zest. In, my, in the past, I've had like mine almost smelled garlicky with a hint of Parmesan cheese. Or there's been like, <laughs> it's, it's like on a menu, like a BV menu. Like, I'll have the garlic with Parmesan cheese today. April's like, I'll have the grapefruit with a hint of lemon zest. Um, so it's, it's always different. But just like this is an important thing of getting to know your body. And when something feels off in your, when your body, like, you know, start to do research. And there's always, I know that there's Western medicine, but there's always holistic options too like it doesn't have to be go to a doctor and take antibiotics all the time i was also talking to one of my girlfriends about this same situation and she's like that's so funny so she had a miscarriage recently like i don't know how many months ago now it was maybe four or five months ago and she said every time she has sex specifically she it's a very strong fishy odor and she's like what is that is it just i think it's just normal maybe after the miscarriage stuff and um no that's very much bv so she like if you're getting that kind of thing if you've had any um, changes, um, like significant changes. And then someone else also mentioned that BV could cause miscarriages. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge to be having about BV, but it's treatable. It's not like you, you know, it's not going to last forever, but just, I feel like the message from this sex life update from, <clears throat> from me is 
you know, it's just, uh, if you have a question about the balance of your vaginal pH, your vaginal, you know, it's a very delicate environment, flora and fauna environment in there. So check it out. Um, if you, you know, want to try the natural remedies first and then check out the doctor and get the antibiotics, go for it. But I just need a quick fix. I was like, give me the, just give me the stuff to stick up there. And I got free EpiPens too, which is really cool. Western medicine just coming in hot for me this week. Yeah. Um, but the sex has been good. Um, some, I will say this, I've started incorporating the magic wand into my experience because I was having problems coming to an orgasm. So I started incorporating the magic wand slash queen bee as well. And it's been highly successful. Female ejaculated for the first time with my partner using the magic wand. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. Had to change the sheets. It was annoying. A lot of, uh, laundry to be done, but was worth, well worth it. Um, and after that, I've been, I'm going to be gone. I won't see him until Friday. And then hopefully my anal virginity, I brought a whole kit to lose my anal virginity at the festival. Got my, got the underwear ready. I've got the lube. I just need to buy a butt plug because I couldn't find my butt plug. Wait, what's the underwear? Like there's specific anal virginity. <laughs> you can tie them. I've got them in France, à Paris. And they're like made by this little Parisian. She's awesome, this designer. And um, you basically tie it all up and it's like a bow. I just wanted some kind of ceremonial value to it. <laughs> I brought some high heels too and some candles. <laughs> Goodbye, anal virginity. You've been good to me. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just love it. I like that you're choosing the festival to lose your anal virginity. We have, we're gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of great stuff that's gonna come out of this festival. This is really exciting. It's anal August. I'm paying homage to anal August with my anus. What else is that? It. What's what's this latest? I mean, this, there's a lot to look forward to, and there's apparently there's special anal underwear. <laughs> um, other than that, sex life update. Actually, <clears throat> I will say that I'm gonna have a lot to because. New relationships and new partners, I know that like it's going to get interesting because I'm learning so much about being in another monogamous relationship and learning about um, having sex again with a regular partner and doing this whole like it's not about fucking thing, which is really weird for me because I just wanted to bang it out before with my tier one, tier two, tier three. And now it's like, oh, whoa, there's love involved. It's very strange, but great. It's beautiful. I feel the love. I'm happy for you. I feel the love for you. Well, and I mean, you're in, you're in a committed relationship, so there's like, you're building. So then building connection, there's more, more spaciousness for that. So that makes sense. The other day I was like, can you just fucking dominate me already? Cause I, I don't know. <laughs> She's ready. Are you, are you listening? <laughs> Partner of hers that we don't use your name. She's ready. <laughs> dominate me, please. I thought you were the dominator. No, I'm the dominate whore, tour. <laughs> dominator and dominatee. It just depends on. Like, what's, what's happening? I like to change it up. I'm versatile. She's a switch, everyone. <laughs> I know you like to be dominated. Um, you and your daddy things. Dad, daddy issues. So maybe mine's just like a mixture. I don't know. But, no, I, I like to, I think, but, but, okay, here, I will say this. In monogamous, when I've been in monogamous relationship, the, it, relationships in the past, I do like to be dominated for some reason. I feel like I'm like the, oh, I'm the sweet in love one. That's like, look at me. I'm such a great partner. Kind of like going back to the traditional aspects of uh, a heterosexual relationship. Like, But I'm talking like super traditionally speaking. Like maybe it's my Midwestern conservative ways coming out of me. But, um, but then when I was just banging it out with random people, random partners... Um, I wanted to do the dominating. And I think that was like my, me controlling the situation. I don't know. But now I want to be dominated. 
Welcome to my world. <laughs> Dominated with connected, you know, in a connected situation. Um, is that, are we feeling, are we feeling, are you feeling complete? I'm feeling fulfilled by that information. And now what about you? I haven't seen you forever. What's going on? Well, I finally had sex. Um, let's see. Well, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. as you all know, my partner was out of town for a month, so I wasn't having a lot of sex. And I had some breakthroughs, which I don't think I actually discussed on this podcast. I was saying that I wasn't feeling like really driven to, um, for masturbation or like to pleasure myself. And I had some breakthroughs, which ties in absolutely perfectly with this episode because it was with Natalie here, who's our, sitting in the backseat of our car, who will be speaking soon because um, I had a session with her. And um, I've known Nat- Natalie for a number of years, but this is, um, and I've been kind of aware of her work, but not really, and we'll talk about it more in depth, like not exactly um, what the offering was. And she offered me a session and um, I had some really big breakthroughs in it and noticed that um, since I had the abortion in December, my sex drive has been turned down low. It's almost like as if it was a knob and it was just like turned down on like the lowest setting. And even with the sex I've been having with my partner, um, it's really connected, but there's been just been some degree of it that feels like it's turned down a little bit in terms of the energy that's flowing through me. And again, I'll talk about more of the breakthroughs with that with my session with Natalie and more discovery of that. And um, since that session with Natalie and now my partner's back, uh, it feels like the knob has been turned up. Like there's more um, sexual energy flowing through me naturally or it's also more accessible than it was and, and it doesn't feel like there's maybe like a little bit of a wall there. I feel more like connected to it, more connected to to my pussy, to my womb space, you know, to that, that part of me. Um, so since he's been back, we've had just like really, really beautiful connected sex and also some really... Um, hot, of course, like the daddy little girl dominating stuff, which I, which I love. And I love, I mean, I love, oh, actually we had this kind of heavy moment, which I haven't talked to Natalie about, but she's right here. So I'll talk to you about it right now. Um, the first time we had sex when he got back in and been gone for a month, I had this session with Natalie earlier that week and had these like big openings. And, um, again, I'll talk about the experience in a little bit. And, so my first sex, sexual experience with him since he's been back, it actually, I had this, um, this, oh my God, what is the word? I'm not resurgence, reemergence, reactivation uh, from the, what the experience that I had with Natalie, which was like a crygasm. Um, but then it went, the crygasm brought me into this kind of like really soft, tender, vulnerable space. And um, I think what was happening, too, is that we had this, like, connective moment and central moment and then went right into some, like, really intense, hot and heavy stuff, which kind of usually plays into my, like, daddy little girl dominant thing. But I was still in this vulnerable space from my session with Natalie, but I just wasn't really, like, giving it full credit where I, where, um, I wasn't ready for that. I was still in this space where I, I needed this, like, really connected um time and also I will say that he had been gone for a month and then I picked him up and we went right to this little gathering at our friend's house which is just like three couples and it was really sweet and then went home and I'm my you know my love language is touch and I really needed to like connect with him on that level not not like just you know talking hanging around friends and all that that business I needed to like be held for a while to for my body to feel him and acclimate him and trust him again even though it wasn't I didn't trust him it's just like a, a reminder for my body we didn't take enough time to do that. If you want to know, we also should tell them about the languages of love because you talk, talked about your language being touch. We'll talk about that later. But there's like five languages and you can look at a book on it. It's really interesting. Yeah. Have we talked about that before? My language is 
I don't know. I forget. I haven't read that book in a while, but I think it's... Yeah, your love languages are... I mean, this is just like a theory, too, and it's wonderful. I feel like we have talked about it. Oh, I did on another podcast. Um, it, the book itself has some Christian undertones, so if you can get through that, then um, it's wonderful, and it applies to all relationships, like lovers, friends, family. And the love languages are acts of service. So, like, I did the dishes for you. I made the bed. Uh, gifts, clearly. I bought you something. Um, words of affirmation. You're beautiful. I miss you. I love you. I can't stop thinking about you. Touch. We all know what that is. But when I say a touch, it's not just sexual touch. This applies to sensual touch, healing touch, loving touch. There's many different variations. And for a lot of people, one of their top complaints is that people only give, give sexual touch and that they're not getting a lot of the others. Um, so keep that in mind. And then the last one is quality time. So, like, I want to sit and spend hours with you, talking to you and getting to know you. And I'm a touch monkey. So, like, if I don't see my partner for a month, they come back and they want to go into deep conversation. I literally can't hear them until they, like, hold me and I feel my body acclimate to their body. And then I feel safe. Like, oh, there you are. And now I, now I can hear you and understand you. But until you do that, it's like you're like a foreign specimen. I'm like, well, who is this person? So... So this is my long-winded version of how important it is for me to understand my love language, to receive it, especially when there's been that long amount of time, and when I've had such a powerful opening where I've already, where I went had some breakthroughs and went into a soft, vulnerable space that I need I really needed to um, go into that space and have that space held by my partner, which we ended up doing. We just kind of like went about it the wrong way and figured it out, and then the next day really went in there and and came into some deep connections. So. Yeah, so that was cool. And I'll elaborate more on that as we talk to Natalie about that, too, which has been really, really interesting. Breakthroughs, breakthroughs, so many breakthroughs. Woo! Um, we didn't, oh, we didn't, you didn't even do this. We don't do the little, did it, did it, that was for this part. That's because we're sharing a mic, so, and we're, so it's a little hard to get in there and do like, but that was our sex life update. Oh, yes. So you've been banging it out, having fun with your partner. It's my partner. I've been banging it out, having citrus notes. Hint of lemon zest. So now we'll introduce Natalie. So this is super exciting because, I mean, for me personally, April's known Natalie for a couple of years as well. Um, and But I really got to know Natalie in this session as well. So, um, yes. So um, Natalie Martin. And um, she, as we described before, she is a... Um, she is a priestess of the divine feminine energy. She is an energy worker, an energetic healer. Um, in my opinion, she is living, walking medicine and a gift to not just women. It sounds like she's primarily working with women, but the work that she does um, will expand out beyond that. And she's offering some really amazing work. And this applies to anyone who, anyone, anyone who feels like their sensuality has been turned down, anyone who just wants to turn it up even more, anyone who wants more connection to their body or just more energy in general, more, more creative life force to flow through them. Anyone with, with trauma, sexual trauma, emotional trauma, shame, all of this, this will apply to you. So we're really excited about this. Um, so without further ado, Natalie Martin. Hi, Natalie. Hello. Yay. Natalie's here. <laughs> thank you. you thank you so much for having me on your podcast yeah we're so excited to have you here in our car <laughs> oh yes, it's a super small rental car too it's like a nissan versa something it's tiny so we're, we feel very close to you right now natalie <laughs> That's yes. how I like it. We're classy. This is how classy podcasting can be, everyone. We're not always in our little like podcasting palace. We're just like, we can do it from anywhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that makes us awesome. Yeah. So, Natalie, um, I gave a little, little uh, 411 on kind of what you do, but why don't you 
just tell us a little bit about yourself and describe a little bit about who you are, your work, like whatever comes to mind. Like what is what is this thing, this very abstract thing that I'm talking about that I believe so much in and is really in just a week has changed my life. Um, how can you tell us about what you do? Well, um, I, I have been discovering that I am a Magdalene priestess. And what's a Magdalene priestess? Yeah, so thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this big um, upsurgence of uh, priestess schools and things happening in the world. And that's not really how I came upon my priestesshood. It's more like I've been remembering the truth of who I am and discovering these gifts as I continue to do my own energy work process. Um, so I'm an energy worker. And what that looks like is in a session with people, I do energy coaching. So helping uh, my client have their own experience of their own inner energetics and working their own energetics from the inside, um, which gives a lot of the power in the, in the client relationship back to the, to the person that I'm working with so that they can um, really create their own shifts from within. And I also, um, transmit healing frequencies and that feels, um, that feels like it's coming directly from the Magdalene lineage, which is, um, well, Mary Magdalene is the most famous Magdalene priestess. And she was trained in Egypt to be Jesus's consort in sex magic practices. That ties into our Jesus parking area. Oh my God. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be to be Jesus's partner, to be Yeshua's partner, to um, increase his spiritual power through their sex magic practices, right? So, um, my point is around liberating vital life force energy and feminine sexuality because my understanding through the guidance that I receive through Mary Magdalene uh, communicating with me and the Magdalene lineage, the frequencies that I am attuned to is that feminine sexuality must be fully liberated in order for consciousness to be fully liberated on the planet. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. Is it, could you compare it to like Reiki in a way? I mean, for folks that sure. Yes. Okay. So Reiki is like a pretty well known, um, form of energy work. And it is, it's a, like a bandwidth of frequencies, that people can be attuned to, right? And so I, that's how my energy education started was with Reiki. Okay. Right? And I didn't start channeling these frequencies until I had been doing energy work for a num number of years. Um, and, and like I said, I didn't get, like, attuned or trained. It's just what's been coming through me, right? It's like I've been delivering myself to this place over, over the years. Hmm. Yeah, but it is somewhat similar to, to Reiki, but it has a specific a specific um, focus on liberating vital life force energy, which is called a number of things. It's called kundalini. It's called chi or prana. Um, and really, I just consider it the creative flow of universal energy moving through a being which fuels everything from sexual desire to creative production to, you know, making a baby. I mean, the womb is this cosmic portal that a soul enters into a body through like there's something super magical happening there and um you know and anything from creating a baby to a business to a piece of art to community projects um 
creative expression, like dancing and um, basically just feeling juicy and vital and connected. So that's that's what I'm here to facilitate. So basically everybody should access this kind of magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty juicy. Yeah. So, so let me just let me just going to paint a picture for you all of my my experience here um, that I have with Natalie because some of you are like probably still wondering like what does a session look like and i'll have natalie talk more about that too because i understand that my session probably isn't what they all look like um in fact i had a friend that had a session with her the next day and um, it sounded similar but also sounded like there was also some different applications there because it sounds like natalie's really like i mean she's really a channel for whatever's flowing through her um to know what she needs to give and how she needs to show up um, so my session, it was about three hour session. Yeah, about three hours. So this is a long session and that seems to be how it's usually working for her longer sessions with people. And, um, and I really loved how initially, um, so we made a little nest. It was kind of laying, laying on this cushion on the, on the ground. Um, and so it was all nice and cozy and it felt really safe and kind of, she kind of set the space and, I am. I loved show. She started with some visualization that I really loved. That and I. What I saw was, you know, she's asking me. You're asking me questions. That was kind of figuring out, um, you know, where I was. How where was I as you were guiding me on this journey within myself? And how was I seeing myself? And you asked me, you know, where are my feet? And at first, I couldn't really see myself. And so that was interesting. I was like, I have no idea where I. I'm. The, there was a block to get that visualization of me, like where I am. Um, and then eventually I, you're like, well, was, let, let me know, like check where you see your feet. And I saw my feet standing next to a river. They were, I was barefoot, but I wasn't in the river. I was fully clothed and I felt really curious and alone and like this desire to connect to nature or to others, but kind of this fear and this block. Um, and through this session, you kept checking in with me on that, you know, what's happening with that visualization and it, it evolved, you know, at first I was fully clothed there and with my feet in the river. Then all of a sudden I had my feet, or no, it was next to the river. Then I had my feet in the river and I actually was naked, but I was still, um, I was still curious, but I was still disconnected. I was still like felt alone and kind of isolated and wanted to connect, but didn't know how to, but all of a sudden, then I started in, then the visualization kept evolving. I kept, then I was all of a sudden smiling and I think it evolved more so as you started to incorporate your energy with some touch um, the touch began, uh, very, very like, you know, you were just kind of warming up my body, right? So you just kind of put your hands all over kind of like a masseuse would do where they just kind of warm up and kind of like shake or rock different parts of you, different points of connection. Um, and so that just to me, to me really makes the body feel safe, really drops in, really connects my body to yours, wakes everything up. And then when you actually started with some touch, my legs were kind of wrapped around your hips and you started some touch around my thighs. Were you doing lower belly too or just, yeah, thighs, yeah, thighs-ish mostly, really slow, 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 soft, and then checking in with, um, again, that visualization where I am, what I'm feeling, my body. So it was a really, really powerful, um the visualization practice, you know, that, that, that energetic practice as well as the somatic body and what was coming up in that, in my body. Um, and then you started with some, uh, eventually, I don't know, it's probably what, like hour after an hour into it or something. Finally, she starts with some, you know, some touch around, um, my, uh, pelvic floor. So externally. And so this is just a great example. Number one, like go, when you go into touch a vulva, like that whole warm up all over the body, whether it's like the energetically and emotionally creating that safety, as well as with the slow intentional touch, 
does light years because one thing I noticed is when, so when you started touching my vulva, she was touching my external vulva in a very slow, intentional way, almost like she was giving me a massage, but you could tell that the touch was intentional. And, and I think you said you haven't really had much like, you know, the body work training necessarily, energetic training, but not body work training. And so and so to me, first of all, there was no squeamishness. There was no, like, usually when someone goes to touch my vulva, even myself to, to touch it, like, there's an initial, like, a little bit of squeamishness that goes on, at least at some point. At some point, there's a little bit like, ooh, like a little too much, too ticklish, too intense, not enough this, whatever. This touch was as if you were rubbing my shoulders and I couldn't get enough of it. So it wasn't like diddling the clit. Is there lube involved or yes? Okay, got it. Yeah, Natalie asked me. Yeah, she asked me what kind I would like. She had she had an array. You know, she had good clean love. She had some. Um, oh, she even talked about coconut oil. And then, what was the other option? There was another. I liquid. Yeah, there was liquid too. A liquid. Yeah, I know. I was like, what about But you, I mean, she's using more of the natural, organic-y things. And yes, yeah, so I chose my lube. I chose the good, good clean love. And. Um, yeah, so then, and, and, and it just, but it was really amazing to feel, to feel that every touch felt amazing. It felt pleasurable, but in a healing way. So, you know, we're talking about the different types of touch is like, you know, we have loving touch, healing touch, um, sensual touch, sexual touch. To me, it was more so healing and sensual touch with undertones of sexual or sexuality, but without the intention of, it wasn't like, I'm going to give you an orgasm. And you said, you know, Natalie is like, this might happen and it might not. And this is that like non-goal oriented um, healing touch just to see what we can let flow through you. Uh, It was, I mean, that was just like the start of it in terms of what I experienced. But that itself to me was really amazing. I don't know about you. Let's ask April. Like when you have your vulva touch, does it always feel really good all the time? No, it's it's warm up for sure. That's why foreplay is so important instead of, especially like with, with anything, you need to like warm up the body. So I can totally understand how that would um, feel really great. But you probably learned a lot about what you also enjoy, like when people come in. Well, I'm also just baffled by, like, I was like, Natalie, we need to film this and, like, show everyone how to do this. And then I asked you, I was like, how did you learn this? And you said, it just kind of flows through you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have a yoni and I, you know, don't even actually always touch mine in a way that feels good in every moment. Um, So when I started doing this work without training, um, I just let the the my presence and the energy that was that was present guide guide me and it and it's different every time but there's there are definitely um there's like um a flow to what to the way a session goes that that informed me right yeah and it's different for everyone that you work with yeah so every session is different but every session follows um a similar pattern which is like get comfortable with your clothes on or off um, drop into the body, like you said, with some rocking, jostling, doing some hands-on energy work, maybe at the joints, um, kind of settling. And, and, you know, everybody's in a different place. Some people are in their bodies already when we start a session. Some people are a thousand miles away and I have to spend 20 minutes just having them arrive. So, um, so you do this work, not only physically like in person, but you also do it if somebody wants to Skype in or I, I work over the phone. Oh, yes. Awesome. I work over the phone. So that's, um, 
Yep. The same, it's energy coaching and the energy healing frequency attunement also happens over the phone. Um, just no touch. Right. So I would help someone drop in and get really safe feeling in their own body, in their own space if we're on the phone. But creating that container of safety, like Amy mentioned, is hugely important because all of the tension and trauma um, that we collect in our bodies over time is, is you know, accumulated in, in a container of non-safety. <laughs> so, like, creating that container of safety so that the tension and and trauma can unwind from the tissues and from the energetics is, is hugely important. So I generally spend, you know, she said the session was three hours. They, they average three hours. They've, they've gone anywhere from two and a half to four hours. I mean, I talked a little bit about my, what I received from it and actually I'll just like summarize to one of the, cause I was talking in the beginning about how it's related to my sex life now. Um, and so the, I think my two biggest things were one to notice that the touch, like that every single touch felt so good. Like, like couldn't get enough of my, I don't know if I've ever experienced that. It doesn't mean that I have like shitty sexual partners. Um, it's just the power of the, the intention and the presence. And, and I know that there's skill behind it too, but like really there's so much time and loving energy put into the creating the safety to, um, you know, relaxing the body to getting to everything. You know, there's so many components in there. Like I can't stress this enough, even if it's, whether it's in a healing space or actually in, in sex, like this stuff does wonders. And so every touch was just like absolutely amazing. And you took your time with the external almost felt like you were literally like massaging my vulva with the pads of your fingers. Um, very little touch ever. I mean, the clitoris got some attention too, but you know, but a lot of it's the whole vulva. It's the labia majora, the labia minora, all of these parts were getting massaged in such a wonderful way. And the most powerful thing aside from, from that kind of realization, um, and then also realizing through this how disconnected I had been with my body after having an abortion. I was didn't give it um, – I just really didn't give enough credit. I was just kind of like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. And, you know, I got through this. I feel like I know that there's like some stuff here, but it doesn't feel like it's big. But it was really big because I – you know, for a month of being being pregnant and knowing that I was going to have an abortion, having to stay pregnant the whole time, I really disconnected from my body because my mind and my body did not agree. We were, they were like – they were on different pages. Mine was like, we're not doing this. And the body's like, yes, we are. And so I just left my body. And so through this session, I feel like there was this greater connection through that. And I ended up uh, towards the end of the session having this great release, which I think you were focusing, you were driven something through, came to you where you were like the upper left hand or left hand side, the left and left quadrant of my womb space and of my vulva is where you wanted to kind of focus on. And you were doing some internal stuff um, I don't know exactly where it was, if it was like kind of like left or left of the G spot area. Cause it didn't feel like it was too, it wasn't cervical. It wasn't that far in. Um, and I ended up having this big build up energy and then this big release of weeping, sobbing, sobbing, like crygasm flowing through me that felt like it was coming from deep in my core, you know, something that was so deep in me that I had no access to. And I kind of knew that it was in there, but really didn't give it enough credit to know. And then that was just like pouring out of me. And that was really, really powerful. And that's what I'm talking about is the opening that has carried on into my um, sex life with my partner. And since then I'm not, no longer just like going into weeping crygasms and there was still work to do in that release. Um, so you feel like the the work that that you had with Natalie kind of almost helped 
heal your abortion stuff like your body that your body went through and your mind like reconnecting both things yeah like the block and the disconnect and the and i wouldn't say that i had shame around the abortion but there was trauma you know physical trauma emotional trauma there was trauma about my relationship with my partner at the time beneficial for even folks that have had i mean anything we said in the beginning for anybody but even like like my friend that had a miscarriage or women that are going through maybe um periods are irregular there's so many different things that could be this could really work with with folks with all those kinds of things happening yes for sure it's it's really helpful for all kinds of trauma emotional sexual physical trauma um sexual abuse um childhood stuff and just in general if if one is feeling disconnected from that flow of vital energy um even if you if you haven't experienced direct trauma, just the um, the lifestyle, the modern lifestyle, and relationship dynamics. Actually, relationship dynamics play into this a lot. So there's often in a session I'll be helping people unwind unhealthy relationship patterns that they have found themselves in that are um, restricting their vital life force energy flow and. There, there's a wide range, um, and you know, it just just depends on where a woman is at, what what she's working on, and what she's desiring to create more of. But um, certainly, expanded orgasmic capacity is a result. Um, women who have not been orgasming with partners are able to orgasm with partners after sessions. Um, a couple of women that I've worked with have like met their soulmate right after having a session. Um, several women have been asked out multiple times in the days following their sessions. Um, some people start making a lot more money. There's just, there's just a, a wide range and it looks a lot of different ways. Definitely having more energy, like you mentioned, having more like creative ideas. Um, but some of the concrete things are certainly like more, more orgasms, more desire for sex, more partners, or even like Amy mentioned, better connection with your partner totally, as well. Totally, really deep, helped. deeper connection, more vulnerability, more access to vulnerability and connection. Yeah. And I actually have one question then too. So if people are, this is creating more connection for their own for their own body through the touch. Um, you know how like how would you suggest that they go home and talk to their partner about it? So because I would imagine if they're having disconnected sex with their partner or they're having sex that isn't this like slow, soft, intentional stuff, and then they experience. And by the way, Natalie only does hands-on work, people. So um, there's this is not actual. I mean, you, there's different categories for what you would call sex work, but this is she's using her hands, and this is the, an energy work with hands. So she's not having sex with people. She's not going down on them. None of that stuff. So to clarify, um, but so how would you? suggest those people who are partnered go home to their partners and explain to them this new thing that they've discovered. Yeah. So communication is really important, but one of the things that is happening through this work, it, it gives the pleasure that arises in a woman's body back to her. So she's owning her, her own pleasure on an energetic level, which just shifts the dynamic in a sexual relationship. So, so yes, obviously communicate about how you want to be touched. There's, um, it's almost like there's a way that a woman who's owning her own pleasure can be heard better by a partner than, than a woman who's not owning her own pleasure. 
Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's the confidence. There's like this expansiveness to her where she opens up all of a sudden. She's more in tune with who she is, what she wants. And she's, you know, working from that, you know, operating from that deeper connection and wisdom. It also comes back to finding your own pleasure within yourself and not having others be responsible yeah, for your pleasure, which we've, uh, which we've t- touched on before in one of our workshops. But it's really important to kind of realize that even when you're in a partnership situation, you are in control of um, your like the way you're feeling and your feelings of pleasure. I think that's really important to get in touch with. Yeah, and if you're in touch with that, then you can more clearly communicate how you would like to be touched to your to your partner without you know hurting their feelings. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> Ow! Oh my god, how many times have I said that? <laughs> yeah, me too. We're all guilty, but we get better. We get better. We We're do. like a fine wine. We do get better. One other thing I noticed, too, is the next day after the session, I forgot what I was doing. But I had all, first of all, I had a lot of energy. Actually, for the four days after, I was more, had more energy than I normally do. So my energy level had been raised in general just for, like, my day-to-day activities. And I had all these, like, creative ideas flowing through me. I was, like, did I, you know, I was, like, go for a jog. Like, idea, idea, idea. Oh, my God, I'm, br- I'm brilliant. Where is this coming from? Oh, yeah, session with Natalie. Totally makes sense. Coming from your own womb, yeah. really, is where it's coming from. That's wild. <laughs> that, like, creative and, like, the, literally, this whole thing is so connected. Like, my, my mind, my expansiveness, my, just my creativity was opened through a sensual, sexual, womb healing, yoni healing session. Yes. Womb clearing is um, what I do actually in groups. And if you get on my mailing list, then you'll find out about when I'm doing group womb clearings over the phone. And we're going to share that at the end. But what's your, can you just do it right now to just share your yeah. website? The website is Source Feminine. Okay. Source, S-O-U-R-C-E, Feminine.com. You can also find me at NatalieRoseMartin.com. We'll, we'll give it a yep. shout, another shout out at the end. But just in case you all abandon us before, please don't. <laughs> and you can get on the mailing list there to find out about when I do the group womb clearings over the phone. And so we tend to carry energetic baggage in in the womb space, in the pelvis. And when we clear that out, there's just more room for that, the natural, universal life flow to, to move through. So that's what you're experiencing. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, it's funny. My partner corrected me on this because when I teach workshops quite often, he's like, why do you always say this? Because a lot of times I premise stuff with like, I know this might sound a little woo-woo, but... And he's like, why do you do that? But I was like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my demographic are people who are much more they're not in they're not in the woo scene like woo language woo woo meaning like energy and transformation and healing isn't their language so um so i like to just like let people know that if this sounds a little out there to you um i get it i get why that sounds out there to you i used to be one of those people that wasn't fully connected with energy or with um with the deeper underlying forces of what's happening with my body and its connection to energy or to other people's energy or to the earth energy or all that stuff um and from my own exploration like i was a really heady person i still have a tendency to be a heady person and through my own exploration and openness i'm connecting deeper to it and there is like it's it's real stuff it is it's for real and we're not talking about just physical trauma you know just if your womb has been physically traumatized like i'm talking about with my abortion like natalie and is speaking to um it goes way beyond that that we actually carry um carry this from you know our power source or our womb which what is it what greater power source is, is there in in a human body than the womb space i mean come on 
pretty powerful. And I just want to point out that you don't have to have a uterus to connect with the energetic womb, that we all have men, women, transgendered people, women who've had hysterectomies all have the energetic connection deep, deep in the belly that we could call the energetic womb space. So anybody can access this portal of, of power. And so your your use your sessions are primarily with people with female identified or female bodied individuals at this point. Yes, that's true. And so, but you're feeling like you work by working with the the, the divine feminine. And can you explain more about how it will serve the the masculine and beyond? Oh yeah, I would love to. <laughs> um, so my understanding of how this paradigm shift that we're all in the midst of is going down is that the divine feminine, the healed feminine, heals the distorted masculine. The distorted masculine is what is responsible for the environmental destruction and blah 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 that we've that, you know we're creating for ourselves. And this is not. I'm not talking about men and women. I'm talking about en- the energetics of masculine energy and feminine energy. So as we heal the feminine. The feminine is, which, you know, is mostly embodied in female bodied people. As we heal the feminine, that the healed feminine facilitates the healing of the distorted masculine, which brings the divine masculine more forward so that the divine masculine and the divine feminine can create the new world together. And the way that looks uh, in a practical way is that, like I mentioned, the relationship dynamics as women take um, take their power back by removing whatever is in the way from them ha- being fully connected to their innate power um, that's shifting the power dynamics and and allowing the masculine and the men in their lives to take more emotional responsibility which is one of the great wounds of the patriarchy to men is that they've been disconnected from their emotions Um, One of the patterns that's very common is that women do more emotional processing um, for the men in their lives than the men do for themselves. And that's a great disservice to everyone. So as women unwind that patterning on an energetic level, the men get to step into their emotional power. And that is going to start bringing, it is starting to bring harmony to the two energies and, and allowing healing to happen. Powerful work. See, I told you, Natalie is a gift to the world. Um, can you can you describe when you talk about divine feminine, divine masculine? Um, what are some qualities of the divine feminine and the divine masculine? Because I always think of the the feminine is more flow state, like like kind of flowing around, listening to the the heart and the inner intuition and wisdom of where they should go. And the masculine seems a little bit more like. Um, linear, but like what when we say that we're raising up the divine feminine, which in turn can heal the what do you call it? the not the wounded masculine, there was a sp- mm, distorted, uh, distorted masculine, masculine yeah. um, which then in turn can help the distorted masculine transform and step into the divine masculine. What would that look like? What is it, what is it to be in the divine masculine? Yeah, so I am in a continuous exploration about these questions, just <laughs> so you know, I'm not claiming to have anything figured out about that, but um. The divine masculine is actually protective, right? So instead of environmental destruction, it would look like um, responsible use of resources and um, and resources being um, feminine. So matter, the word mother comes from matter, which is the, the earth. That's like the, the physicality that we're all um, embedded in here. And then and then the masculine would be this, the spirit that's 
imbuing all of the material world. So the divine masculine would be protective of the matter that we have here for our, um, you know, survival and creation, creativity. What are those calls? Those calls are for anyone for it's for, it's a space for women. You know, women come. Um, I have had, let's see, one man asked once if he could come to a womb clearing that I was doing in person. And he said, this might sound weird, but I consider myself having a womb. And I was like, yeah, totally. You're, you're in like, if, if you're connected to that space, in whatever body you're in, um, for sure. And even if you are not connected, but you really want to be connected to that space, um, mostly who, I mean, who shows up to them is women for sure. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in, um, cultivating radical sisterhood on the planet. And I'm also interested in, in the unification of the, the healed feminine and the healed masculine. So if, if men are interested in, in coming and in, in having a, a womb clearing and the womb clearings are, they're a trip and they're different every time too. It's like, there's clearing that happens. There's healing, there's activations, there's animal medicine comes through a lot. Like, like, rawr. like dolphin <laughs> medicine came last time. <laughs> totally. Um, and you know, I don't even always know what, what, what the, the medicine is and I'll like look it up later, but there's always a message that comes with the animal that's showing up. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like a channeled new paradigm activation through the portal of the womb. What does it feel like to give these sessions beyond on the giving end when you're in those places? Like what, like, you know, when, what, what, what does it feel like to be, this? I mean, it's powerful work. Yeah, it feels really powerful. It feels um, like I feel vital after giving a session. I don't feel tired. I feel like charged up because the the energy flows are moving through my body to facilitate the clearing and activation that's happening in the client. Um, energy space is like my favorite place to be. I I it's better than watching TV. It's infinitely fascinating and, um, inspiring and, and mostly I feel really purposeful when I'm doing this work, whether it's in, in person, one-on-one or on the phone or in a group, I, I really feel purposeful and fulfilled. And I, and I really want that experience for everyone. And I believe that when you get connected to this source that each of us has within us, that's the life that we can create for ourselves. It really opens opens that up. Like that's the 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 birthright that we all have that um, has been blocked for so many, probably more so than than not, considering the life the lifestyles that most people are living in. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're kind of restoring that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I'm a believer. <laughs> hallelujah. So, yeah. Hallelujah. So um, okay, let's do like do a little Cliff Notes version of the summary here. So I'm just gonna throw some questions at you. Okay. All right. <clears throat> What is your title? What do you do? I'm a Magdalene priestess. I do sacred sexual healing work, mostly with women. Yes. And, and who is this for? Like, what can they get out of it? This is for anyone who is wanting to liberate their vital life force energy through the portal of the womb and the yoni, if you have one. Perfect. How can people find you? <laughs> you can find me at sourcefeminine.com or natalierosemartin.com. And we will have links for you on iTunes and on our website as well. And um, and you offer Skype sessions, online sessions. What about in person? Where are you traveling? Where are you going to be? 
Yeah. So right now I'm in Oregon with y'all and then I'm going to Washington state. I'll be in the Seattle area from about the 22nd of August of August. <laughs> People might listen to this like five Later. months. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, I'll be there for about 10 days and then I'll be in Ohio and then North Carolina and then Italy. And then, um, I would like to be spending November, December and January in Southern California, Southern to central California. That that's my plan. So if if you're in any of these places during these times, Natalie is going to be uh, a traveling healer who will be available for sessions. <laughs> yeah. And again, highly recommended. And I, and I had also commented that, like, I had my session. Um, the next morning, I had a friend who had a session, too, and it was equally as as profound and, and in her own way, too. Um, it is a really just such a wonderful, important gift that I feel feel like modern day especially western society has detached from um most people probably are unaware of a lot of things we're talking about womb healing and i'm sure if you have more questions you can also email natalie and she can elaborate more and you do consultations too yeah you can sign up for a free 30 minute chat um on my website you can send me an email or you can just go ahead and sign yourself up for an appointment and i'm happy to talk to you and answer your questions Yay. Yay. I have so many questions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's so interesting. I feel a bit more enlightened, and I'm curious. Maybe I'll get a session. I think sure. BV, though. Cause it- <laughs> Post BV. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, Natalie. You were so amazing and beautiful and wonderful to spend a little bit of time with. We value your time. Thank you. She's walking yoni medicine, everyone. Walking yoni medicine. <laughs> thank, thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, so is that going to be all for now? Tune in um, every week, every Tuesday. We say see you next Tuesday uh, for more shameless sex. And thank you again for being our amazing listeners. We love you and value you and appreciate you all so much. And um, we'll see you next Tuesday. So ciao for now. Like what you hear? Well, then head on over to shamelesssex.com for more podcasts and information on our latest happenings.